1: You are listening to the new Mutual Audio Network.
2: Welcome home.
3: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. everyone, I'm Jack
4: Ward and this is the world's longest running and largest showcase of modern audio drama, the Sonic
0: Society. And a new year. Yes, happy twenty twenty two, everyone. This week we have And my host is David Alt. I can't believe I forgot that. Oh, yes. (laughs) Thank you, Jack Ward. Um, This week, we have the last two episodes of The Adventures of Mrs. Claus from Last Act Theatre. And Christmas, well, we say it may be long gone, but it's still part of the 12 days of Christmas. And the adventure begins right here.
4: On the Sonic Society. You know, you were the second person to tell me that. Alexa Chipman reminded me about 12 yeah. Days.
0: Yeah, it's Christmas season until the 6th of January when it becomes Epiphany. Amazing. Tut-tut, Jack. Tut, tut me. Evil wears a green dress. A Mrs. Claus
4: story. Episode 3. Merry Christmas. I do want to fight tonight. Dateline. Mrs. Claus soars through the void, leading her intrepid party for a dangerous mission against the Scarlet Jade and her fortified moon base. The odds are stacked heavily against them, but that never stopped Mrs. Claus before in her everlasting mission to deliver cold, evil stocking. And this villain is no different, using the awesome power of Zuvan Quartz Fragments to absorb life from several planets, but to what end? Hopefully, Mrs. Claus will put a stop to it before we find out. We join our heroes, already in progress.
3: Prepare for FTL descent. Everyone know their positions? Do I? Gisan Musar marqueso? I swear to all your guts, Sorry? I will- Ready, Mrs. Claus? Okay. Dropping out of hyperspace, now. <laughs> Checking sensors. Moon base. 12 o'clock.
5: That's no moon. Oh, oh, no, wait. Sorry. That, that's a moon. Sorry, everyone. Uh, that's a moon. We've
3: got incoming everything. Initiating evasive maneuvers. Lyric are on guns. Kuma, take the rear. Gason's strapping at co pilots. Yeah. Push!
4: Zoom! Pew, pew, pew! <laughs> This is truly a dogfight for the ages. I'm really sorry you can't see this. Mrs. Claus versus an onslaught of missiles, mines, drones, and every kitchen sink the Scarlet Jade can throw at her. As Kuma and Lyric shoot down all incoming targets, Mrs. Claus continues to take evasive maneuvers as she fights her way closer and closer to the base.
3: Hold on, everyone. We're taking serious flack. I'm bringing Rosie and Lo for a final run. Lyric. Focus guns on the outer perimeter. Kuma, cover Lyric. Geeson, keep being handsome. Here we go!
4: Wait, wait, wait. Now see, here you go again with that handsome business. Really?
3: During the climax of my space battle, you want to go down this road again. Fine, he's handsome. Strikingly so. And you know what? So were you before you started eating a world supply of milk and cookies every year. Oh, I didn't start that rumor. Mm Mm-hmm. But you sure didn't quell it either. Now, if you don't mind, I was about to shove Rosie right up Jade's backside before I was interrupted. I'm sorry. (laughs) Here we go. Hole opened. Brace for impact.
4: To Mrs. Claus's fancy flying and lyrics continued assault, our heroes were able to punch a hole in the base and enter the Scarlet Jade's outer sanctum. Mrs. Claus drops Rosie gracefully in a large dark room and quickly disembarks, knowing their unauthorized entrance has
3: not gone unnoticed. Rosie's security measures activated. Geeson, you have the schematics drawn up.
6: Yes. Based on our entry, we look to be in the anterior supply cache. We need to proceed through the doors ahead. Follow me. Clear. Wait. Guards ahead.
3: They're probably on a fixed patrol.
6: One
3: way to find out. Kuma, send up two creepers. We should know momentarily. (coughs) Creeper data confirms a fixed route. Possible ambush points here and here. We take them down quick and quiet. Lyric, you take point on this. Right everywhere. On my count,
5: one, two... Hold it right
4: there. What's this? As our heroes were about to ambush the guards, they find themselves ambushed by two hidden patrols. Surrounded and outgunned but not backing down, the guards and our heroes stare each other down intensely. Identify yourselves.
3: This is General Claus of the Galactic Alliance and Outer Rim Federated Planetary Consortium. Lay down your arms now and I promise no harm will come to you.
1: And where is the one you call Santa? Santa? Santa?
3: Santa. Apparently, your reputation precedes you. (laughs) Even across solar systems. (laughs) How humbling. Wait, this part gets good. So I answer them. Santa is not here, but I speak for him and my party. Are you his harbinger? His hamburger? Explain yourself.
1: What's there to
3: explain?
1: You're his mate. You know how he brings peace and prosperity to well-behaved children while raining down death and destruction for those who would dare cross him and his strict moralistic code?
6: Even I, as a child, was tucked into bed with a cautionary tale of behaving or facing the fury of the Crimson
3: King.
5: What? Santa? <laughs>
3: yeah, Crimson King. Lyric! Silence, petulant child, or suffer his wrath. (coughs) Yes, it's true. I am his herald, and I promise you this. Assist us in our mission, and he will find mercy for you in his cold, black heart. We agree. Really? I mean, good.
1: We once believed in the Countess, but now... Revenge and malice have gnarled her last shred of compassion. She's a heartless despot who rules her troops through fear and starvation. Help us break these chains.
3: Of course I will help you defeat this tyrant. And I have a plan. First, I need you to point your guns at me. Meanwhile,
4: the Scarlet Jade prepares the final preparations in her battle room, inputting evil math formulas into her console on the balcony.
7: Let's see. Monolith power at 85%, planetary channel is open, and the galactic goody two shoes will soon be delivered to watch my triumph. <laughs> now we're cooking with thermite.
1: Countess, we have the prisoners as ordered.
7: Good, good. Thank you, Colonel Benzar. You and your men have my undying gratitude. Ah, Mrs. Claus. We meet again, and just in time to see my final stroke. Troops, nudge them forward. I want her to have a front-row seat for this. A front-row seat for what, Jade? What indeed... You see, Mrs. Claus, I learned a lot after you defeated me last. However, you made one soon to be mistake. You didn't finish the job. Your flagship
3: was little more than flaming wreckage. Nothing could have survived that blast.
7: And yet here I am, back after the vacuum's cold embrace, stronger than ever, and just a few minutes away from becoming the most powerful being. In the galaxy, behold, on this monitor, the Talorian Zuvian Quartz monolith. <gasps> thank you, thank you. This beautiful crystal, named for its beautiful creator, will grow more powerful with each harvested soul, injecting life force directly into the planet core below us. Eventually, the planet's rotation will increase faster and faster until it becomes a paragravity-charged superweapon I call the Fist of God. A planetary ball and chain with this moon base holding the chain by quantum bonds. Then, using the residual output from the Tellurian monolith fed into the transport logistics, I'll open a portal able to send both this moon and the planet to any system I so desire, squeezing any nearby planet dry, turning it into a husk, and then crashing my fist into it, causing orbitable gravitational chaos as it ricochets off other planets into the system. The destruction will be magnificent.
3: We'll see about that, Jade. But how did you succeed in absorbing those planets earlier without your so-called fist of God?
7: (laughs) By thinking small... I used a Zuvan fragment I acquired early on, keeping it in a permanent gyroscopic imbalance within my interceptor-class starship. It would then make strafing runs just below the atmosphere, which did the trick, but on a much smaller scale. Who has time for that when you're a sexy, sinister supervillain on the go? But this useless planet below us just waits to be used for something greater. It's range and wrath will know no bounds. (laughs) What's so funny?
3: (laughs) You know it'll never work right. The math alone... My
7: math is flawless. You see, using the Kinsey formula as our foundation, freely extrapolating the subtactial particles as our variables, steadily increasing the permutation until it reaches a nexus point of 5,000 gorbels, we found a maximum energy output of 23 to the 23rd looping erodes, which I don't have to tell you is five times the output that cleared the hexon belt. I then took the function of the energy's constant over the output of... Where's my holopad?
4: Uh, Folks, uh, for the sake of time, we're going to jump ahead five minutes. It uh, gets pretty dry or or boring. Yeah, let's go with boring. Either way, you're welcome.
7: And then, the final AF to the QX confabulations are coupled using the phalangean L joint and there, the weapon is complete and ready to dole out pain and punishment on a scale heretofore never witnessed by any sentient organism. <sighs> oh, 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 is that it? Uh, guys, wake up. Mm. What? <clears throat> oh. Oh. Uh. So, what do you think? It's
3: uh, uh, as evil as it is
7: Oh, thank you. And you won't get away with it. Did you not hear Step 23C, Subsection 2, detailing just that very concern? Should I go back? No! No No matter. You're too late. With the final push of this big red shiny button, the countdown will begin, ticking towards my irreversible victory once the crystal begins its spin.
3: I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Jane. Oh,
7: that's adorable. Colonel Binzar. shoot her.
1: Like the lady said, I'm afraid we can't let you do that. It's over, Countess. Step away from the console and come with us peacefully, or face the consequences.
7: <laughs> oh, consequences? You insignificant piece of space trash! You think you can stop me? You should have shot me when you had the chance! Droids, get them! All right,
3: listen, there's no time to lose. Lyric, Giesen, get to the console and disable it, no matter what. I'll clear a path for you, then get to Jade before she escapes. She's mine. Kuma, fall in with Colonel Benzar and do what you do best. Bust some robot heads. Brough. Yeah, just like Caldown 3. Now move! As the Scarlet Jade ducks into a hallway like the green-bellied
4: coward she is, armed sentries pour out of the walls and open fire on our heroes. Kuma joins Colonel Benzar while Lyric and Geese and Beeline for the Scarlet Jade's console. It's a mess of buttons, knobs, and gizmos with a large countdown ticking away. Lyric wastes no time, dropping to her knees and plunging into her toolkit. Okay, first things first,
5: 90 seconds left. Let's get the paneling off. Dang it, Gason, a little help!
6: Got it. What can I do to help? Hand me
5: the socket wrench.
6: The what pocket wench?
5: No, a socket wrench. You know what? Just keep an eye on the time for a sword and incoming robots.
6: That I can do.
5: No, it's fine, Yuri. I'll just refabricate this Gorgian circuit plate by myself. No big deal. Now, where's my delta flange? Ha ha! Take the
6: ion, steel monstrosity!
5: Don't get cocky, G. Kuma, how are you?
6: Rewrap
5: Reroute the negative here. Shoot! Okay, don't do that again. Capping tertiary output. Ow! There. Connection sealed. That's it. G, check the timer.
6: Still counting down.
5: Uh, double shoot. Fine. I'll dive back in.
6: 45 seconds, love. Yeah, yeah, just
5: keep telling me love, handsome. Let's see. Red wire to green? Seems appropriate for the season. Uh, here we go. Ah, that's a good shot. Let's try that again, you rascal!
4: As the lyric continues to work her way through the mess of wires and widgets, Mrs. Claus sprints to the moon base hot on the heels of the Scarlet Jade
3: as they trade shots. You're only making this worse, Jade! I disagree!
7: Your robots can't stop me either! Can't blame accountants for trying. Uh, don't, 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 don't damn you! Open! It's over, Jade! This... It's a dead end. It's not a dead end. It's just locked. Ah, you know what caused this, right? We're on stage three lockdown, which means all auxiliary causeways are closed. So, thanks
3: a bunch. Sorry to disappoint. Drop your gun. You're coming with me. No,
7: I don't think so, Clause. What are you gonna do? Shoot me? Not before I do the same. You're not fast enough. I was first in my class in the academy in all sidearm drills. I'll take my chances. That reminds me, do you remember our last meeting on Quartos 82883? Of course.
3: You kidnapped the group of Federation ambassadors. I rescued them. And you blew
7: me up. You had a chance to surrender peacefully. You chose not to. I know, and I just wanted to let you know that I would never held it against you. Anything... Else, yeah,
3: I'm a terrible liar.
4: Meanwhile, in the battle room, Lyric and Gizan continue to work on disabling the countdown while gunshots, robots, and general pandemonium surrounds them. Fifteen seconds. Whatever you're doing, do it now.
5: I know, I know. Don't think I know. Just keep shooting. Let's see, three wires left. Which one are you? Uh... Ten. Okay, time to pull out the big guns. Beanie, beanie,
3: miney. Oh!
5: Are we dead?
6: Everything just stopped. Timer's at one. Lyric, you did it.
5: I did? I did! Of course I did. Huh, the defenses must have been tied to the control panel.
6: Checking status. Defenses disabled. Quantum bond is deteriorating. Quartz rotation is below 5%. Crisis averted.
5: Nothing to it. Kuma, how are you? (laughs) Of course they didn't. Glad you're okay. Oh dang, the souls I'm getting crazy potential energy readings from the Quartzes Attempting to stabilize now before the crystals separate The gyroscope is the only thing keeping them together Oh my god, of course Uh, Let me try, the containment field is still weak but workable
6: When that monolith finally ruptures, the harvested energy
5: Will be expunged Yeah, I know, I'm not letting those souls loose into the void, G I got this
3: There's someone coming. Be ready. Kisan Musar Don Marqueso, if you shoot me, so help me. Mrs. C! Carrying the limp body
4: of the scarlet jade over her shoulder, Mrs. Claus enters the room and drops her quite unceremoniously to the ground, still unconscious from the blaster to the chest.
5: Is she
3: dead? No, but she'll wish she was when she wakes up. Her chest will be one big bruise, and I can't imagine she'll get much mercy from Colonel Benzar in the brig.
1: It's time she finds out how deplorable conditions are for prisoners. Thank you, General Claus. We'll see to her that she's brought to justice. Private, restrain the Countess. With pleasure,
4: sir.
3: Where are we on the harvested souls? Were we able to retrieve them?
5: Um, well, I tried, Mrs. C., I really did, but all those lives the Countess took... are reversible. Really? But you just said you tried. Yeah, and totally succeeded. Oh man, you should have seen your face. Lyric, you saved them? Well. Kuma found it first. We can contain the harvested souls in a multiplanar imbalance until we return the crystals to their planet. Once there, there's a reverse algorithm we can run that retroconverts the potential energy latent in them. There may be some crossovers, so I can't guarantee everyone will materialize in their proper planet, but... But Lyric, that's fantastic. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. We're pretty cool.
6: I'll send word to the sovereigns of each planet to notify them of the potential import-export issues. A slight inconvenience compared to... Well, what had already happened. General Claus,
1: again. Words cannot express what this liberation means to us, my men, and the countless planets affected by this blight upon the galaxy. Thank you. Your party has saved countless lives.
3: And we couldn't have done it without you, Colonel. What more can we do?
1: My men are already running a scan on the base for any surviving droids and, well, valuables. We'll have this place stripped, drive, resources, anything we can sell on the black market for food, goods, or whatever. I shouldn't have said that out loud.
3: Help yourself, Colonel. Do your men have a way off this rock?
1: Yeah, there's a shuttle in the hangar. We'll have the Countess to the Federation's flagship, and from there, who knows? As long as it's not here.
3: May your gods see you through your journey.
2: (laughs)
4: Which brings us to now. You still didn't explain how Kuma came back smelling like a moldy grease trap.
3: <laughs> right. So, we left the base in Colonel Benzar's hands and headed back to Ba'ibi's for a final celebratory drink and to return our unused weapons. <laughs> with Giesen? Without Giesen, you jealous sot? He left with the Zuvan courses to return them to their proper planets. He... Insisted. <laughs> to take all the credit? <laughs> and the parades, and the groupies, and the fame, and the groupies. Let him. I prefer hanging back. Why do you think I love it so much here with you in the barren tundra?
4: Oh, and you trust him to return the crystals and not make his own fist of whatever?
3: He knows where that fist will end up if he tries anything like <laughs> that. So anyway... Or at the bar winding down before coming home, and Lex asked a favor of me. Take a plan to a friend of his stationed in some remote outpost. No biggie, right? I figure I owe the guy. What's with this uh, plant, Lex?
4: It's a Fangian weeping fern. I promised a buddy stationed on I-33 Strontium Outpost I'd send him one. He's a bit of a xenobotanist. Don't worry, it'll remain dormant as long as you don't feed it after midnight.
3: Why does that sound familiar? Kuma, you mind holding it on the way back? (laughs) Sure...
4: It's harmless. Well, mostly harmless.
3: How bad can a plant be, right? Bad. That's how bad it can be. I I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden this green hell was unleashed on our back seat, and you saw and smelled the end result. So the plant didn't make it? The plant didn't make it. It was him... Or us. Kuma managed to wrangle it into the exhaust port, and I spaced it. So the plants... Uh, him? Long, fleshy tendrils, whipping around, trying to assert its dominance over three strong females while making a stinky mess. Do I have to spell it out, Kringle? Oh, I guess I can't argue. And shouldn't. But don't worry. You're one of the good ones. No. What about Lex? I told him what happened. Said I'd bring him a bottle of Arturian whiskey the next time I came by as repayment. He forgot about the plant pretty quickly after that.
4: Which brings us to now,
3: now? Which brings us to now, now? And a uh, shower? Can to join me?
4: Oh! <laughs> I should make a, a quick spot check on the floor so we don't, don't get us disturbed. <laughs> but after that... I'm all yours till shift change.
3: A bath, then. I'll start drawing the water. Hurry back, Père Noël.
4: <laughs> I will. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> and so. Our adventure draws to a close, and with it a well-deserved rest for our heroes. With a galaxy a safer place for a time, so must our story end. But when any kind of evil or ne'er-do-wellery rears its ugly head, Mrs. Claus will dust off her thigh-high boots and once again pilot Rosie into the cosmos to deck its halls. And we hope you'll join us for that thrilling adventure. Until then, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, and a most happy Corbizofilurian Day! Thanks for listening. The War on Father Christmas of Mrs. Claus Story Episode 4 The town is coming to Santa Claus. Dateline, the North... uh, The North Pole. Folks, we've been here all story. What we in the biz call a bottle episode. But we're not waiting for Godot or dining with Andre. We're searching for Santa. And Mrs. Claus has found him. Kidnapped and held hostage by Krampus, an alien warlord who infiltrated the North Pole, blew up the greenhouse, and now has sinister plans with Father Christmas. Mrs. Claus, Lyric, Kuma, and the elves are ready to burst through the doll assembly line door to stage a rescue. Will they defeat this mythological menace? We join our heroes, already in progress.
3: Okay, everyone, follow my lead. We know Krampus has Santa, and he'll be ready for us. So keep your head on a swivel and be ready for anything and anyone. We're with you, Mrs. C. Let's rescue Santa. Breaching outer doors in three, two...
2: Just stay right where you are. All of you,
4: thank you very much. What's this? As our heroes burst through the door, we see Santa in the middle of the room, tied up and lying on one of the doll assembly conveyor belts. Krampus stands next to him, smiling as he trains a blaster on both Santa and Mrs. Claus. He hides behind Santa for cover. The two parties circle one another, Santa helplessly lying between them. Krampus?
5: Adeline? Adeline? Wait, Mrs. C, your first name is... Not
4: Adeline. No, of course
2: not. But then your full name doesn't quite translate to these Terran phonemes, do
3: they? Mrs. Claus will do just fine for all three of you.
2: And don't think I can't keep eyes on all of you, including the halflings. One misstep, Santa gets it.
7: Who are you calling halflings, Ugly?
2: Ugly? Again, with the name gone. And what are you calling yourselves now? Surely not your given names, right, Mrs. Claus?
3: What do you want, Krampus?
2: Ah, that's quite the question, isn't it? When I first came to this planet so many years ago, all I wanted was to see what made these mighty pair of warriors call it quits. And when I arrived, what did I find? Simple minded life forms barely worth registering on the galactic spectrum. And yet, here you two were, delivering fabricated objects of leisure to them. They're called toys. Toys, bah! What a simple word. So, yes, as this was a fate I thought unbefitting of two beings of such renown. I stirred you to action.
3: You wanted to create a child army to use against us. Moral implications aside, what do you think the council would have done when they found out?
2: So you marooned me and left me for dead in the recesses of the galaxy?
3: We meant to shoot you out of the sky, but you were always a talented pilot. Our cannon disgraced you
2: and shot out my navigation just as I jumped. Death would have been a kindness. But we've already been over this.
4: Yes. Perhaps we can get back to the topic of Santa tied to a conveyor belt?
3: Kind of hard to ignore you, dear.
4: Yes,
2: dear. Don't worry. After I make quick or not so quick work of everyone else, I plan to deal with you.
3: Untie him, and we can deal with this like the pair of highly trained killers we are.
2: But don't you see how deliciously evil and appropriate what I plan to do to your husband is?
3: I assume you want to take over control of the North Pole, then use the children as your slave army as you conquered this arm of the Milky Way using Earth as your base of operations.
2: One thing at a time? First, for your sweet Santa. I plan to turn him into the very thing that made him so very soft.
5: Fried chicken?
2: What? No, a toy! This machine will stuff him full of straw and padding, turning him into a mocking symbol of elitism for the rigid, moralistic thumb he has put on the head of all children. I will be a... God among them.
3: You realize the mess this is going to make, right? Do you see a drain or any kind of grating? There's nowhere for his gizzards to go once the machine starts to rip him apart.
4: Honey, please, let's not argue with the alien about how best to kill me.
3: (sighs) Hush, Santa.
4: (laughs) Yes, hush, Santa. So,
2: Mrs. Claus,
3: what do you propose?
2: We can't keep circling one another all night.
3: You're outnumbered. We can easily flank you and take you down, but you've already accounted for this. Of course.
2: As mentioned earlier, this blaster will stay trained on your husband. And how outnumbered am I? Really? You trust these halflings? Or elves? Or should I really say, Elfamorians? You do remember your homeworld. Don't you?
3: Not now, Krampus. Why not?
2: This is not a good time to tell them what really happened to their planet. Well, it used to be a planet before your gracious masters showed up.
7: What does he mean, Mrs. Claus?
2: Did you not tell them? For shame, Mrs. Claus. My child, your tenure here at the North Pole is due
3: to a forced
2: exodus at the hands of Santa and Mrs. Claus.
3: That's a lie, and you know it. Their planet was on the brink of collapse. We saved as many as we could.
2: <laughs> yes. Enough to staff a fully functioning toy shop. How will <laughs> Is
3: he using that word right?
0: Oh.
3: How many were lost, Mrs. Claus? Don't listen to him, Donner.
2: That's not what she asked, is it? Two billion souls, my dear Donna. Lost to the fire and fury of a collapsing planet. But perhaps, it were the lucky ones. Perishing instead of languishing in forced labor.
3: Stop this right now, Krampus! A what?
2: Are you afraid of the truth? The truth that in your travels, you and Santa found a planet of docile beings you could exploit. That planted an implosion device in the planet core and offered them an ultimatum to join you or die? Ho <laughs> Is he always on? But tell me. Noble Elphamorians, you felt it too. That tinge in the back of your mind, knowing your rescue was a bit too conveniently timed, that your benevolent saviors may not be so benevolent.
8: Mrs. Claus, is this
3: true? Vixen, if you have to ask that, then I don't know what to say. She doesn't deny it! She's not dignifying
8: it with an answer, right, Mrs. Claus? No, he's right, isn't he, Mrs. Claus? Santa, all this, the North Pole, all the toys, all of it, it's all built on the backs of a dying species species you killed, but no more. Vixen, just hold on a minute and give me the... (laughs) Lyric! (sighs) Everyone, back up. I mean it.
3: You heard her, Kuma. Back up. Check on Lyric. Vixen, I know you're angry and confused, but I assure you this won't end well unless you put the gun down
2: don't listen to her vixen give to those thoughts those urges those pent-up feelings you've been harboring for centuries while your overlords grow weak and rotund
4: off of your toil vixen please you know we never meant you any harm
8: so long as we slaved away under your mitten fist no, Santa. Today, the Morians reclaim what was once taken from us, and it starts with your death, Mrs. Claus. The guns are too good for you. Instead, you'll taste my calloused hands. Hi-ya!
4: Oh, no! Vixen has turned on Mrs. Claus! With a ferocity and speed unexpected in a package so small, the elder vixen attacks Mrs. Claus. Krampus laughs as he watches, but perhaps not paying too close of attention elsewhere.
7: Back up, Kuma.
4: the distraction, Donner sneaks behind Krampus, flanking him and jumping at Vixen's cue. Quickly, he disarms him and swarms on the alien, unleashing a barrage of fists and feet. Vixen leaps off Mrs. Claus and joins the fray, pummeling Krampus. He falls to the ground amongst a blitz of elven fury. Elfish? Elfamorian? Who cares? Let's just enjoy a well-deserved beating.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That Okay, that's enough.
4: Mrs. Claus steps up and pulls the Elder Elves off Krampus, who has been beaten unconscious. And Lyric! Lyric begins to stir!
8: What happened? Ow! Vixen, you shot me! Stunned you. I'm so sorry, Lyric. It had to go down that way. I did make sure to change the setting on the rifle before. Might need a little ice on that wound, though. Yeah, I'll say. If only I can find some of that around
3: here. Lyric, you take it easy getting up. Kuma, tie up Krampus. Mm Mm-hmm. Donner, Vixen, really great work. That misdirection played to his hubris perfectly.
7: He didn't know he was talking to two of the elders who were there when you first appeared. We know what you did for us, and this place is just as much our home as yours.
4: uh, And not to interject, but while you're tying up Krampus, maybe someone can untie me? (laughs) You think you've won?
2: You may have defeated me and crippled this mere flesh, but my true plan has yet to be implemented. By biting down, it has begun.
3: What did you do?
2: I activated a beacon. <laughs> it will soon transmit its location to every electronic device on this planet. In five minutes, the coordinates of your North Pole will be sent to every phone. Monitor, page smart fridge. Your secret will be no more. And you will either need to leave the planet or eradicate this populace. And either way, I win.
3: (laughs) Lyric!
5: What have you done? He wasn't gonna tell us the beacon's location, we weren't going to break him in five minutes, and we can't leave him alone. I implemented Lyric's razor, or Occam's blaster, or maybe I'm still testy after getting shot. Now, come on, let's find that transmitter!
3: Yes, let's do that, Kuma. Uh, Lyric, we'll talk after this, but for now, the elves and I will sweep the grounds for any alien tech. You rest here and work on triangulating any rogue energy waves.
4: Mrs. Claus and the elves burst out of the door, alarms sounding from every corner of the North Pole. Lyric updates Mrs. Claus in her earpiece as she runs through the
3: corridors. Narrowing it down. Softwing, ground level. We're on route. Be there in two minutes. Work on narrowing that signal. We can't trust he was telling the truth about the five minutes. Entering Holly Causeway now.
5: Oh, uh, uh, Mrs. C, before you say anything... What happened
3: to Frosty?
5: In our defense, he attacked us first. But don't worry,
3: he'll be okay. Probably just a massive headache. I'm moving to the perimeter outpost.
4: Sector by sector, Mrs. Claus, Donner and Vixen clear the area. Glyric guiding them as she locates the signal.
3: Okay, you should be right on top of it. Spread out, everyone. It shouldn't be too big, but it will be beeping and flashing found it. It's deep in one of the exhaust ports. Oh, yes, that's it! Uh, let me see if I can uh, reach it. Uh, I can't. Can't you just shoot it? We can't risk it having some kind of detonation contingency, and it's too far in there to reach. But not for one of us. I don't know what kind of defenses he has on it. It might shock anyone who touches it. But
7: you were just going to reach it there yourself. Well, that's different. Why? Because you're supposed to be the hero? If this goes off and everyone on Earth gets the location of the North Pole, it's over for all of us. Now, help me get that alien what's-it-out-of-the-wall, even if it shocks me. If you can get it out of the wall, I can remotely disable it. Probably,
5: but it needs to come out of the wall. Mrs. C, listen to Donner.
3: Okay, but be quick, Donner. Careful. <laughs>
7: to grab it. Ah, It's protected. Donner, get out of there. It's too late. I'm already here. Just pull my boots once I grab it. Ready?
3: Donner, are you okay? Just stop the beacon. Vixen, take care of Donner. Lyric, what do we do? Is there any kind of display or anything that gives the make or model of it? It's just a, a metal box with copper tubing around the edges. I can't discern anything without getting it open. But we don't have time. Okay, uh, I'm attempting to access it from here, but it's resisting. What did you do? Nothing. It just started humming. It's sending out the signal. You have to stop it. Plan B it is. Everyone, around the corner. I'll grab Donner. Hurry! Vixen, unload on it. (laughs) Lyric, the box is destroyed. And the signal has
5: dissipated. (sighs) I'll have to check how far it reached, but it shouldn't have got very
3: far. Thank you, Vixen. And Daughter. are you okay?
7: <sighs> it was only a few volts. <coughs> I'll be fine.
3: That was incredibly brave. Both of you. What you've done today and and helped prevent. We do again and again.
8: This is our home, too. I got the report. It
5: looks like it didn't go any more than 10 miles around the North Pole. So, unless some polar bears have Wi-Fi out there, we should be good. Yeah, but you're using our router. Anyway, the signal has been interrupted. Our secret's still safe.
3: Thanks to every one of you.
5: Now, I believe there was talk of cake?
3: Yes, well, there's some cleaning to do and mercenary gathering, but I suppose there can also be cake... Lyric, take Kuma and let the others out of the panic room. Right out! With
4: Krampus defeated and the North Pole safe, the long process of putting everything back together has begun. But not before Mrs. Claus bakes her Clauswellian chocolate cake to celebrate their victory. She and Santa gather the entire North Pole together to address them before partaking in the culinary spoils. Everyone!
3: Everyone! Thanks to the unblinking dedication and devotion to some very brave Alphamorians, Santa and I thought it time to remind everyone about the planet you came from. Because we realized that we take for granted the pitter-patter of little feet around here, and what a high cost it was.
0: You saved us. The elders tell us so.
4: Yes, Dizzle, we saved you, but not everyone. We couldn't, though we tried.
3: We were hunting a galactic assassin across the sector. He had delusions of godhood and found this symbol, pastoral planet, with an unstable core. He thought that if he could bathe in the blast of a collapsed planet, he might transcend to some kind of demi-omnipotence. I don't know. He would have died a horrible death, and the planet would still have been incinerated. But as we tracked him, we found it inhabited by a race of wonderful, innocent... Trusting beauties, we couldn't let your people perish, but we were only able to rescue so very, very few, despite our best efforts.
4: And the plan was to transplant you to another habitable planet, but you acclimated so well to the extreme temperature of the tundra, and your craftsmanship was just... We couldn't imagine living without you. But we also didn't give you the choice to live without us.
3: We made a mistake. Not a week goes by when I look into your faces, see the depth of your love and devotion, and think about all those souls we couldn't save.
8: We never blamed you, Mrs. Claus, Santa.
4: Which is why, effective immediately... We will embark on a search to find a new Elfamorian homeworld, and all will be given the choice to move there or stay here. Food, building supplies, any and all resources here at the North Pole will be given to those who want to build a new life for themselves here, there, or any other place in the galaxy.
3: Not until you're older, Wembles. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay, that's just about enough non cake mushiness I can take. Are we gonna dig in or what? Oh, well totally. Which is why, for helping us save the day and for always being there for us, I want the elves to take the first slice. This cake is just as much yours as it is mine. That's
3: very nice of you, Lyric.
5: But it is still part mine, so I better be getting a slice too, yo. There she
3: is.
5: (laughs) There she is nothing. I'd have to think long and hard about turning over the North Pole's security codes if I was offered this cake in exchange.
3: Rudolph, we left him in the supply closet. I mean...
8: (laughs) Yeah, a couple more hours in there to reflect on his decisions might
7: do him good. Not good enough to stay a part of the workforce.
4: Oh, no. But maybe if he was to be part of the committee to
3: find a new home. Under close supervision, of course.
5: Details to be worked out later. There's cake! Cake! Cake!
3: Cake! 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 Cake!
4: Cake! 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 So good. You should really try this. And so, with the North Pole safe and the pre-Christmas hullabaloo lurking in the near future, our heroes have earned a well-deserved rest. And cake! Uh, Sorry, I just really have cake on the brain. Oh, cream cheese has nothing on dark matter icing. So dark. So decadent. (laughs) Join us next time when Mrs. Claus again fights evil wherever it rears its ugly head, whether at her front door or in the deep recesses of the Foxfur Nebula. Until then, Merry Cakemas. uh, Sorry, uh, Christmas. And as always, the happiest of of Corbizofullerian days. Thanks for listening.
0: And that's this week's show. Check out all show notes on Sonic Society for Last Act Theatre. And join us next week as the seasonal joy continues with Frosted, a new take on an old classic. Until then, I'm David Alt,
7: And I'm Jack Ward. Happy New Year, David.
0: Yes, Happy New Year, everyone. And to you, Jack.
3: This has been an Electric Vicuna production.
4: Are you in the mood for a good laugh? (laughs) Or maybe a good scream? How about some childlike wonder? Or a thought-provoking mystery then get your ears ready for a treat because the Mutual Audio Drama Network presents shows every day for your enjoyment. Each day is a different genre featuring the talents of a huge pool of audio drama masters. Oh, and some clever comedy creators as well. (laughs) Subscribe to the Mutual feed and get them all or choose the genres you really love. You'll find the Mutual Audio Network at all your favorite places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Ear Buddies, podcast Drama, Casting Call, Codpast, and wherever quality shows are found. Okay, I made a few of those up. Or simply go online to MutualAudioNetwork.com. And, of course, it's all free. free. The Mutual Audio Drama Network. Listen and imagine together. Maintaining social distancing, of course.